welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers, wanted to make sure you know about the Community Pub that we have every Wednesday night at 7.30, right after the episode. And normally you catch a little bit of live coverage of the episode on Zoom as we close out. Sometimes we'll get the question of the day in there for the uh, virtual pub, and uh, sometimes we'll get a little bit in there. So I want you to hop on. So if you haven't downloaded Zoom on your phone, just go to your mobile app right now and download Zoom. And uh, you'll need a member, or sorry, you'll need a meeting ID. And that meeting ID is 918-800-1188. So your meeting ID for the Zoom virtual pub every Wednesday night at 7.30 Central is 918-800-1188. Hey, I look forward to grabbing a beer with you then. See you soon. Good morning, detailers. This is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. And uh, we just wanted to say good morning. It's it's Monday motivation if you need it. And uh, congratulations. I actually remembered again this time to uh, record on a Monday. I'm super pumped. Now, it's going to be just a little bit different today. It is uh, now May, uh, what are we like, May 15th, 18th. May 18th, it's starting to finally warm up here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and so my doors on the Jeep are off, top is off, so I'm going to have to do a quick Monday motivation as I uh, slowly make my way out of the neighborhood and try and uh, just kind of creep as I go, because the whole rest of the way is highway and you just, there's no way you'll be able to hear me, but uh, yeah, you know, for those of us that finally find a vehicle that we fall in love with, right? It's so weird. I, you know, I got into the industry 2002, 2002, I would have been what, like 78 to 24 and never really was into cars. Like it, cars weren't a thing for me. Most everybody in our industry, right? I mean, well, literally most, uh, probably 90 plus percent are into it because, because of cars. They like cars. They, they like the auto part of the industry. <laughs> Makes sense, right? I, however, just never, I never was into cars. Uh, growing up, my first vehicle was a Chevy S10 pickup that my dad surprised me with. And, you know, I, was grateful to have a vehicle, right? You're, you're 15, 15 and a half. Um, just grateful that your dad would, would give you a car. It just wasn't anything that I wanted. I just had no desire, right? Just no, it was like, Oh, I mean, you couldn't say no, right? Like, I mean, I guess I could have, but you can't at the same time. I didn't want it. I never liked it. So cars never, it just started never really being a thing for me was more always an A to B type vehicle. Uh, I did though in college, my parents were given uh, 
somebody, I don't really know the whole story. I'd moved off to college driving the Wagoneer, uh, a truck was, I'm not going to drive that truck to college. I don't think it would have made it that far. Uh, went to school over in Arkansas, had about a four and a half to five hour drive, you know, uh, one way, uh, going to school. And, uh, so my freshman year, I took my dad's old Jeep Wagoneer. And that thing was just a cruising mobile, right? Like it's the one we have in our warehouse now that I'm maybe eventually will finally uh, finish. But I in college was started then after uh, the Wagoneer that my parents were given this uh, uh, Suzuki Samurai. Uh, I, it's like a durable size version of a wagon of a of a Jeep Wrangler. Um, I, it's uh, Suzuki Samurais were mm, probably about half as thin as a, as a Wrangler. Also, I mean, you could literally hear the gerbil inside running around on the treadmill trying to keep it going. It was a small, small little uh, fun college vehicle that just I it just it is what it was and. Uh, so getting a, a, a Wrangler about four, yeah, I think about four years ago, boy, I have, I've literally kind of fallen in love with it. Uh, it became really part of my lifestyle and really like who I was seemed to be as a person kind of evolved out of a vehicle. And there's, there's so many of you that can relate to that being a car guy, car gal, right? Like, there's almost a little bit of your own personality that comes out in your vehicle and you might do different things to the vehicle to uh, emphasize your personality it becomes part of you. And this was the first, this is the first vehicle that, uh, that that has happened to me. And so from about, uh, about now until November, uh, the top stays off, the, the front doors stay off. My daughters will be here in a couple of weeks from Jacksonville and the back doors will then be off. And, uh, it, um, it's, it's kind of funny, uh, never clean. It's just, a, it's a Jeep. We run around in it, uh, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, not clean. I, I get it anyway. Uh, so today's Monday motivation, there we go. Starting her up. I got to slowly back her out. Uh, today's Monday motivation. If you need it. I wanted to talk about a, a little bit of a theory with where I see where we're at. Um, and it's, it's literally theory, right? I, so many people, I listened to the Elon Musk uh, episode on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, I've listened to some other podcasts here and there. Everybody always says, which is, is very true, that no one knows what's going to happen. Right? Um, completely flabbergasted on what has happened, but nobody knows what is going to happen. And what do I mean by that? Uh, the, the country's uh, finances are uh, being supported right now by the government. In a sense, fake money, some might call it. They're just throwing money into the stream to keep everything going because you don't just shut down your economy and you just don't do that. But we did. Uh, in, in our industry, the auto industry, we, we don't, you know, it's been said many times, we don't, as detailers, want to consider ourselves part of the auto industry. 
with buying and selling cars and servicing cars and all that. But I mean, we we are a, a a division of that industry in a sense. Uh, whether you like it or not, I mean, it just is what it is. What are we, what other industry are we? I mean, we're in the auto industry, so a lot of what we do as detailers and how our businesses grow will fluctuate or decrease based on trends in the industry and based on the way the industry uh, economically is going, okay? Here's a perfect example by what I mean. <clears throat> if new cars are spiking and there's tons and tons of new car sales, it would make sense in your business to have packages revolved around new cars or helping somebody pick out a new car or helping a, a customer maintain their new vehicle, right? We see a lot of posts that detailers do, which is a, it's a great way for us to uh, think of a outlying way to grow a segment of our business is to help them customers who are buying new cars um, and maintain those cars. So the thing though is, if people are not buying new cars, then that part of your business is going to have uh, a downward turn because there's just simply not as many people buying new cars. Right now in the uh, car sales market, um, uh, it's not good. Now, they've seen some, uh, you know, locally here in Tulsa, it's the only thing I can speak for, except for some things I read where it shows, you know, uh, auctions, which isn't a new car, but um, could be a new car for someone. Uh, auctions are are full to the brim. The rental car companies are, we're hearing that they are dumping inventory, right? I mean, they've now been sitting on massive amounts of uh, uh, debt, uh, massive amounts of inventory for uh, now, geez, a couple of months and they're not sure. I mean, who's, when's the, when, when are people going to fly again? We're not sure. I mean, we're just really not. Uh, hopefully soon. And then hopefully some of those cars can get back, uh, you know, making the, uh, the rental car companies money again. But for now they're dumping. So there's this another influx of vehicles into the market and then the auto auctions are at a standstill and the manufacturers of vehicles have closed their factories. Uh, I don't know if, if you like me, but I literally just kind of scratched my head. I think just thinking about that, like, Oh, that's, uh, that's, that's fucked up. We're, we're, we've never seen, heard, imagined, uh, Theorized, never would, never would you think the the industry would be in this moment. So, what does that mean to you? Uh, you're a business owner, so first we must think like business owners, um, and that means evaluating, using some emotion but mostly evaluating and trying to see how our business can adapt and grow with a change in the industry, right? Because this is a change and there will be changes to come. 
we're not sure the the manufacturers have now gone before Congress that I've you know didn't sit in that meeting but saw something so uh and they're needing financial help well there's not too many other industries if you look around that uh, has had to go to Congress uh the last two recessions so so they're they're proven to not be doing business correctly which a lot of us would look at dealerships and look at the main producers of our industry and say, well, fuck yeah, you're Canadians. Uh, some of us wouldn't think that, but that's for, for you to decide, not, not me by, by any means. You know, when you hit that coffee just right. Uh, so I'm not sure what, what you do. I'm really not. I think you've got to evaluate it. And just keep it in the back of your mind. For us, we at least have to look at it and see see what happens out of it, right? I mean, like I said, change is going to happen. Things are going to evolve. Things are going to grow out of out of what we're going through. I think the way I view business and seeing opportunity, uh, hearing what's going on, strategizing for my business, all that stuff that I have always done, right? I mean, even as a detailer, trying to figure out new ways, new areas I can go. You know, we did from office building cleaning to come to your home to cleaning semis to power washing decks uh, to cleaning driveways to Sonics and banks. I mean, even at an early, early age and early in the business, I diversified very heavily, right? I stretched myself real far. That's just, uh, just the way my mind naturally works is to have multiple, I call them revenue streams, okay? Uh, different ways that I went about trying to build business, not just make money, but build business. And, and, and I have especially lately considered um, one theory of how to do that. And, and that's what I think Monday motivation I really wanted to get to today. So I'm pulling over as I was trying to leave the neighborhood, but let me, let me just do this real quick. Let me throw out this theory. I'm gonna hop on the highway. I'm gonna get into the warehouse and we're gonna get rolling for the week. Here's, here's, here's sort of the way I think I view myself in business and the way I view Total Auto Solutions as uh, a fencer. I, I think that's the right word. Somebody that fences, like not builds a fence, but, you know, like sword fighting, like an Olympic sport, somebody that fences. I like that uh, vision. Gary V many times calls business and the way he views it as a boxer. And he loves the idea of, of bouncing around and floating. And, and he always talks about uh, quick hands and watching some of the boxers. And if those of you that follow Gary V know that, I mean, he, he like heavily into, into names. He would watch them. Like he can, he can tell you people's stats, what they were good at. Like 
He's super interesting about that himself on that. But he likes to theorize about boxing and that you bounce around, you jab, 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 you right hook, right? That's why he calls that part of uh, marketing. You jab, 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 right hook comes out of boxing. A lot of what he does uh, in theory then evolves out of that mentality. Now, for me, the reason why I think I I like fencing is because I like I like watching uh I like watching old Roman style uh Greeks uh, uh Achilles uh those like those time I love and especially I love anytime you're gonna watch a movie like that you're always gonna watch a war scene right you always watch battles. Those are my favorite battles to watch versus, you know, a, a shooting battle, uh, those type of actions. I like that hand-to-hand combat, and I like the, I like the 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 shield and the uh, the sword. And some of that could come from, you know what? Not some of it. You know where that does come from? That comes from growing up in a family that went to church three times a week and we read and studied a, uh, a book that was written during those times. And so a lot of the way that that book was written, it talked about putting on armor. It talked about going into battle. Um, and, and it, and it taught ways to, uh, to build the warrior right uh how to build from the inside and and how to to be a uh well i mean cuz that's what even they would call it as a kid like would uh, we would march in the army of god songs like that so so if you've grown up in that way uh i can now definitely see why i love those types of battles which is is super interesting and and in those battles, you always have, if you go down to look at a warrior uh, from those, and then, you know, I, why then I like watching fencing and, and strategize on fencing is, is the footwork a lot of times is front and back. You're on offense, but then you're on defense, right? Uh, Gary Vee, the way his mentality is uh, with boxing and you move around, uh, and jab, 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 right hook. He never likes being on defense. For his mentality is always offense. Well, in mine, mine is a lot of times offense and defense, right? I have over history and over uh, just being in business have many times been under attack, right? Somebody coming in to get an account, somebody, uh, uh, which is, is always happening. It's just that's just what it always is. There's always people trying to take your customer. So there's a little bit of defensive mindset, but then there's to, you know, corrals and maintain. But then there's also an offensive mindset where you do have to attack and go try and take somebody else's customer, right? Because anybody else that you meet, somebody else, probably already maintaining their car, whether that's a car wash, a dealership, another detail shop, whether that's their, you know, their own time, 
that's doing it. Either way, somebody else is maintaining that vehicle. And in order for you to take then that customer, right, you have to go on the offense. So to me, it's both, right? You have to sometimes dig your foot in because you know there's an attack coming. You know some, there's somebody coming. There's something going to happen, right? And so you dig in, you set your foot foundation because you're going to absorb this blow and you've got your shield up and you're ready. And then there's times as then you push that back leg forward and you go jabbing forward. You go to try and slice with your sword or with uh, with your whatever is the what is the fence fence sword? I mean, what do they call that thing? I don't know. I've never even picked one up. I just love the theory that. And so then when you watch somebody who's fencing, especially in the Olympics, wow, the speed at which they move. They're back and forth, back and forth. And there's like, ultimately that to me would be the fine movement of business. That's how I view it. Thin down, right? And go super fast, defense, offense, defense, offense, and offense, offense. Even on defense, you could be moving your feet back and still be trying to attack and hit the spot, right? So I love that idea. That to me is what is what I wanted to talk about for Monday Motivation. There's going to be times I feel coming up that you should go on the offense, even in this, right? So probably right now, many of us are seeing a good influx of money, right? There's, there's money in the system. I'm hearing people that are three, four weeks booked out, and, and we're in the start of this craziness, of an economy, but people are spending money. So that's good, right? Go on the offense, go get as much as you can and then just be ready because there's times that like we already just had somebody telling you to close your business down. Are you gonna dig your foot in the sand and push back? And then at the same time, keep trying to attack. Now push forward you get to go absorb and go grow. And then there's going to be times here in the future we might have to realize, let's stick our foot in the ground again. Let's absorb a blow and attack again. So to me, that's a theory of how the way I want to do business and wanted to then let you guys strategize on that too, that it's an ebb and flow, right? And so throughout your day, throughout your week, then you you have to understand that then there's times that you need to be sitting down studying what's going on inside your business, where you can fix things, when you can do, as DJ likes to, to do processes better and, and, and grow in certain ways as an organization. And then there's times you need to be out on the forefront of heavy sales and marketing and getting new customers, right? It's back and forth. It's go and sit. All right? Doesn't seem too hard. Right? Does it? And you can literally go, well, duh, you motherfucker. What the hell are we sit on here for how long so you can tell me that? It's not too hard, is it? How many uh, team members do you have? How big is your business? 
Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Are you comfortable doing the exact same revenue with the exact same amount of team members for the rest of your life? I don't know. You could be. There's a lot of us that still are happy being solopreneurs or one man because we just can't find anybody that wants to do it like we do it. I mean, I get it. But business and being in your 50s, 60s, 70s, do you, you going to be cleaning cars? We've had a couple discussions on the podcast recently about, you know, how many older detailers there are versus younger. I'm, I'm very, you know, DJ, DJ thinks it's, it's mostly older above 30. And I, you know, I, I can see because you've got a lot more, you got 30 plus years versus, you know, somebody really professionally starting at 18. That's only 12, right? If, uh, but there's the amount of people that have only been in business for a very short time and are under the age of 30 is is enormous. To me, compared to the amount of business detailers that are in their 50s. Yeah. Is that good for our industry? Uh, depends. It means there's been a big influx. That's true. But will 24-year-olds like me starting out, will they be able to sustain all the way? You have, like, you can't just be satisfied by yourself or with just one. You've got to be able to start learning how to bring in, how to grow, how to how to have this crew doing this, how this crew doing that, and then you're over here doing this. Like, diversification, protection, aggressive, defense, offense, diversification, grow, study, sit, grow. To me, that's, that's how you're going to make it. All right, I have got to get on the highway. Uh, I have pulled over. I'm literally... Uh, just on the side of the street now. I'm going to get myself on into the warehouse, get on the highway. I hope you guys have a great day. This is Marshall Total Auto Solutions. If you got any value out of this episode, would you please give us a comment? Would you uh, give us one of those uh, reviews? And, uh, you know, really do us a favor, share it with some of your other detailers, right? And some of the other groups. There's a lot of detailers that could learn from DJ could learn from the guests that are here on the podcast and would definitely benefit from the community. So together we can continue to grow. Uh, and as the tide rises, so do all the ships, you know, we're all in this together. All right, guys, hope you have a great day and talk to you soon. Ooh.